One, two. Ah, uh, there we go. How's everybody doing? Glory. Glory. That was amazing. God is all about family. Amen? Amen. That was good to see all the kids up here dancing. Some, how many adults was like, I want to go, but I don't want to. That's what it's about. Enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy, healthy families. Right, Pastor? Amen. By the way, your dunamis is showing. <laughs> dunamis power. Dunamis power. Amen. We're included into the very things that God has freely given us. We are already included. You all have the dunamis showing on you. Sometimes we got to break off the shell and just let the dunamis out. That word is funny to me, dunamis. <laughs> Explosive dunamis power. Amen? All right. What if today I told all of you that I got the answer to rebuilding and solving the problems that you see within yourselves? How would you feel? Yeah? <laughs> Will I do, amen? You guys ready for this? All right, let me just be like a horse and come right out the gate. All right, amen. Father, we just thank you for being an amazing father. You set the, uh, the bar for a father and for family. So we call you Abba Father, Daddy. And we thank you for being so kind, so good, so loving, so patient with us. That you don't even control us. You don't even sit us down when we do wrong, but you build us up. And you call us to the place of identity. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. All right, so my first point here, God is all about family from the prodigal son to the analogy of a hen trying to gather chicks underneath his wings. Not like a player with chicks underneath his wings like that. But Jesus uses, uses the analogy, like I wish to Israel, I wish that, you know, I could just gather them like, like a hen with like gather them under my wings, but they won't allow me. But even to the point when he says, I'm going to pray to my father, and I'm going to pray to your father. So this thing is all about family. This thing is all about family. So what, what is it in the mind of God in the relation to this message right here, this series about the church? By the way, the message is called, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. Sometimes we might feel that, you know, we're in a situation and I don't know how to get out. But when we hear one word from God, it's, it's all it takes. So God's message of a family begins to me like when he was hanging out with the disciples. And he was like, ah, yeah, you know, what's going on? You know, I know the people are talking about me. You know, they, 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 they saying something about me. What they saying about me? Who do they say that I am? So the audience, they're saying you're John the Baptist. They're saying you, you know, you're Jeremiah or, or you know, one of the prophets who died and came back. You know, they're saying that, you know, you're one of them. So Jesus just paused and he says, all right. You see, when I read the Bible, you know, it's, it's kind of like I don't just like run through pages. Sometimes I just let it unfold in my imagination, you know. So sometimes when we read, it doesn't have to be, oh, God, I did my chapter, my two chapters, my three chapters a day. You know, I, I got brownie points or what? It's not like that. Sometimes it's becoming the character. Yeah, who, who's, a, who's an actor in here? Anybody actors? Anybody in the drama team? Big Drew. He's an actor, definitely. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, you can, you, can just, you can just start imagining and letting things unfold in your mind when you're reading it. Like, how would, how would Peter feel? How would Jesus feel? Jesus is standing and they're talking about him, but he's so secure. You can feel the security and who he is. And you can, so you just let it unfold in your imagination. So I was letting it unfold and 
this is like, who do you say that I am? So everybody just had like a moment of silence and pause. And Peter, under the inspiration of the Father, he said, I, I believe you're the, you're the Christ, the, the Son, the Son of God, the Son of the living God. You're the Christ. And Jesus was like, wow, yo, Peter, you're blessed. Blessed are you, Peter, because, you know, no flesh and blood could reveal these things to you, but the Father revealed it to you. But now that you know who I am, I'm going to show you or tell you who you are. You're Peter. And upon this revelation of who I am to you, of who I am in general, I am going to build. I am going to rebuild. That's a, that's a word that says build, but it's building by restoring. I am going to rebuild or build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So what is the gates of hell, the prison, hell trying to imprison me through its blindness, me not being able to see Christ, God, where are you? Why are you allowing me to go through these things? Anybody feel like that? I know I felt like that before. Where are you? Why are you taking so long? I mean, it's, it's, this, is, this is going on and, and, and it just keeps prolonging. You don't care about me? I've been through those stages in life where I'm like, God, you know, where are you? You might feel like that today. But just like one of the king of Israel, when he was surrounded, when he looked to the left, the enemy was there. When he looked straight ahead, the enemy was there. When he looked to his right, the enemy was there. When he looked behind him, the enemy was there. The enemy was surrounding him. He said, I don't know what to do when all of these problems are in my life, but I know one thing, that my eyes are on you, Jesus. My eyes are on you. I'm beholding and focusing on you. I, I, I know that you are my answer. So he said, all right, now I'm going to tell you who you are. You are Peter Petros. You are a chip off the old block. You're coming off of this rock right here. You are, a, you are a rock. And upon the revelation of who I am, I'm going to build my church. Now, the amazing thing about it is the word church is ecclesia. We heard it before, calling out. But it's a little bit... Uh, 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 a greater or, or some, uh, some other explanation for the ecclesia. Ek. The word ek, ek, ecclesia. Ek comes from origin. Calling you out. It's like origin. Like this is where I come from, right? Ecclesia is like surnaming, like giving somebody a last name. For example, like let's say, you know, we have a baby, you know, me and my wife, we have a baby, and that baby came out from my origin. You know, it's, it came out from us. So I'm going to give it my last name. I'm going to put my name on it and say, this is an Alvarez right here. So that's what Jesus is saying. This is about family. The ecclesia is family. So he said, I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to build my family. I'm going to let them know that their origin is from me and I put my name upon them. This is my family. These are my kids. I'm coming to seek and save that which was lost. This is not about Jesus, I say the sinner's prayer and I'm going to go to heaven one day. He's coming to seek and save that which was lost to bring them back to a father. To bring them back in right relationship with a daddy who cares desperately about them. And religion painted a picture about daddy's ready to judge you. Jesus is holding daddy back. But Jesus said, well, you see me, you see the father. I'm the express image of the father. And he even told one of his disciples, he said, Philip, you've been with me this long and you still don't know me, Philip? You see me, you see the father. Sometimes... We've been with Jesus for so many years and we made things about ministry. We made things about efforts. We made things about following commands. But Jesus said, follow me. Learn from me. Take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why is our burden so heavy? Why is life so crazy? 
The enemy in the book of Daniel, he said he came to wear out the saints. That word wear out means harass. Some of us are being harassed because we do not know where we stand in the ecclesia as the ek of God. We're constantly being harassed. Oh, look at what you did here. Oh, look at what you did there. Oh, but what if God is not here? But what if God is not there? Oh, if, if, if God is, is freeing you from sin, what's that moving in you? But what's that going on with you? Oh, yeah, but then he grabs somebody over here and say, yeah, talk to them over here. Tell them this. Tell them that. Call them this. Call them that. Trying to call you out your, your, your name and say he's this and he's that. You're this and you're that playing the voice of the accuser. You're this. But from what I remember reading the Bible, when they spoke to Jesus or even John, they said, who are you calling him out the name? Who, who are you? Who, by what authority are you moving in? What, what authority are you doing these things? Who are you? But when Jesus calls you, he already knows your name. He already knows who you are. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you trying to persecute me? He said, Zachariah said, Moses from the bush. Moses, Moses, he already knows who you are. One famous healing evangelist said the difference between Jesus and us is that he knows who he is. And what happened? What, what happened to this family? What broke this family up? It's a story that goes way back and beyond in the beginning. In the Garden of Eden. When man wasn't even self-conscious of what was going on when he was swinging in the wind. They had no self-consciousness. No leaves of my effort to cover up any wrong that I'm doing. It was just freedom in the Lord. Freedom in the spirit, freedom in the Holy Ghost. It was just like, whoa. I had that little, Adam had this little walk like this. That's how I see it. He was like, he had, his neck was going like this, though, anyway. <laughs> when Eve comes in, I'm not going to even try Eve. No, I can't do that. Let's keep, let's keep that some... Some other time. But what happens, what the Bible says is that in the garden, they had a glory around them. They weren't even self-conscious. Self-conscious came from the floor, fall. But from that point, when the accuser comes in and starts accusing God of being something he's not, start accusing them of being something that they're not, Eve eats the fruit, and then Adam follows on, and, you know, he eats the fruit. We know the story. But what happened, what happened was, was, was something that impacted the whole humanity that they even lost the single consciousness of who God was in their lives. And they began to see themselves and to see the sin in their lives rather than see Christ in their lives. What happened was, was that when they ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that word knowledge means a sense knowledge. They started to pick up information by their senses and their selves, and they started to make judgments according to what they felt rather than according to the glory that they were in and that they used to see. And so all of a sudden, they just started making all of these, these judgments and sins started moving in their lives and began to form who they were and to tell them who they were. Which is funny because sin in the original means a false form and pattern of who you are. And they began to host it and, and, and it began to move them and it began to, it began to tell them who they are and they, and they lost the sense of, of the love of the Father because they were so afraid and they said, you know, they heard God calling them. said, Adam, 
in the cool, in the spirit of the day. Adam, at the time of God in the day. God might have a time for you in a day. Don't ignore it. I know I struggle with that too. Sometimes God calls me to wake up even before the whole day starts so that he can share life with me. So that he can empower me and become what I need. And so that's what he still wants, to be a part of this family and to share his life with you. Not to be disconnected and try to produce life, but to share his life with him. He's included us. Like I said, we are included in this dunamis. So the family broke up. God still visited them at the garden and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this right. I love you so much. You lost. I'm going to make this right. In the book of Colossians, it says, man was alienated in his own mind against God. So now he had to come to the rescue. It was mission possible. So God said, I'm on this mission now. So now what happens is that Jesus comes through the door of his mother's womb out of Mary and said, it's time. It's time. Just like whoever lost, you know, lost sight of your kid for a moment. And you was like, where, 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 where's, my, where's my son at? Where's my daughter at? They're in the church? Where they, who they with? You start calling their name. Hey, Rebecca, Caleb, Silas, where you at? So Jesus comes and he starts declaring and calling people. Follow me. This is who you are. I'm calling you. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom is, of heaven is at hand. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know what the word kingdom means? It's basalea in the Greek. It means God's dominion, his authority, his royal rule and power is at hand. It's right in your hand. It's right in your hand. You have it. God's kingdom, his royal rule, his dominion, his power. You are sons and daughters. Your royalty, it's in your hands. He started coming, repent, the kingdom is in your hand. It's at hand, the kingdom is here. Repent. You heard it was said, but this is what I say. You heard that it was said, but this is what I say. You heard that it was said, but I'm coming to break these mindset off of you. This is what I say. You heard that this is what you were, but this is what I say you are. You heard that they said this, but this is what I say about this. This is all, this is amazing when he talks about blessed are you, blessed, you know, this, this is what they say about, you know, killing somebody. But if you hate somebody, you're already a murderer in your heart. See, God is going past the exterior of law and dealing with the source and the origin of a problem. So he's saying it's not about your anger or, or be hating somebody. It's about What's in your heart, because what's in the heart comes out of a man, not what's coming into a man. I'm not trying to grab a command, a command and push, push it in you. I, I, I want to come to the source that's inside of you. Why do you believe this way? Why sometimes we always tell people, this is right, this is wrong. Why don't we just go past that and, and, and give them truth that, that they can start believing something different? You heard it was said, but this is what I say. You heard it was said, but this is what I say. I was dreaming, and, and, and God started speaking to me in a dream. He said, the actions of your life should not be based upon what's right and wrong, but be based upon what you believe. So we started moving and hitting areas of my life that I believe wrong. And I tried to put on the mask to show everybody that I'm okay. Because this is how I got to be. You know, I got I to be, be Christ-like, you know. And we try to be Christ-like because we don't know we already like Christ like Eve. See, the enemy is always pushing us with a lack mentality. This is what he says, but this is what God says. We lack nothing. But what's the issue? It's because I'm believing that I do lack something. So when I lack something, I'm afraid of going to a particular place and getting dirty when I'm supposed to come into a place and infect the place with my righteousness. The congregation should not fear Satan. We should infect the congregation of Satan. 
So God comes and he starts walking along. The kingdom, the power is at hand. I'm putting back in your hand. From the beginning, you had power to subdue and to stomp on your enemies. I gave you power to rule and have dominion on the earth. I gave you power. I'm putting it back in your hands to showing you who you are. The kingdom is here. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is in righteousness, is in peace, and is in joy of the Holy Ghost. The power is in your righteousness. What's righteousness? Is the right standing. How I see God. I stand with God. God is not double-minded, is he? God sees you one way, and then when I fail and I mess up and I say, God, I failed and I messed up, he calls me back to the place of my identity. I press the reset button. He never says, oh, come on, oh, man, you messing up now. You know what? Go sit in the corner for five minutes. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, about sitting in the corner for such and such minutes. <laughs> 21 years. But he calls me back all the time, so patient, so loving. There's a guy in the Bible named Zacchaeus. When God was declaring the kingdom message, kingdom, power is back in your hands. Kingdom, kingdom. And this little tax collector named Zacchaeus, maybe like three foot nine, four foot two, something like that. He said, who, who, who's, 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 I hear all this noise. What's going, can, can you tell me, who's, who's there, who's here? Because they hated him. He was a Jewish tax collector, but they hated him. Because at that time, tax collectors you know, they'll say, uh, well, you know what? You know, he worked for the Romans, and they'll say, you know what? This, this little place over here, maybe about 20 grand a year. Make sure you bring that 20 grand in. He said, oh, all right. Anything extra is in my pocket then. So they saw, he started robbing the people. He started sticking the people up, saying, hey, you know, no, this is, this is a, I know this is 100, but I'm, I'm going to charge him for like 150. So he started doing that to his own people, so they hated this guy. And I don't know, you know, who knows why he was doing that. You know, maybe he had fear of lack. Maybe he was made fun of all his life because of his shortness. You know, maybe, you know, he was rejected. But when he heard that Jesus was coming, he said, I got to see this guy. I got to see this guy. So he ran ahead of, the, ahead, of the, ahead of the crowd and he climbed up a tree and he stood there because he just wanted to, he wanted to just see Jesus. I wanted to behold Jesus. So Jesus starts walking by. And as soon as he sees Zacchaeus, he says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to stay in your house tonight. And all the people were like, ah, oh, grumbling, complaining. Ah, oh, this guy, you know, you want to see he's going to, wow, why is he staying in this sinner's house? He's a sinner. You know, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm much better than that. You know, I, I did this. I paid my tithes. You know, I worship. I come to even Wednesday. You know, I, I'm busy, but I come to Wednesday prayer. You know, and I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm all of this. You got to watch sometimes people with mentalities like that. Sometimes people give advice according to their own experience rather than according to Christ. You got to watch that. Sometimes, even if you go to certain people for counsel because they're a Christian, that don't matter. Because sometimes they'll judge you according to your experience rather than judging you according to you being in Christ. So where does that leave you? you? Sometimes, you know, they go through problems. People go through problems. People go through situations. We all go through. But we all should be challenging each other to remain and, 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 and get higher above into the call of the righteousness and identity of God. Bring them back to a place where they press reset. Bring them back to a place where they feel empowered and not depowered because, oh, everybody, you know, sins and all of that stuff, you know. We got to keep empowering each other, encouraging each other, and lifting each other up. Amen? Amen? Because we all got issues and problems sometimes that we face. 
But are we actually spending more time with the problem or spending more time with the solution? What are we doing? Because if we're spending more time with the problem, then sometimes we can make the problem our identity and what we're going through. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm just so depressed. All the I am nots. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just struggling. And I'm not here to devalue or down what you're going through because I feel certain things like that. But there is a place in Christ, a place in the presence of Christ that he strokes your hair and he begins to say, baby, it's going to be okay. I'm daddy. And all of us were children at one time, right? When you were a child, did you worry about bills? Did you worry about your clothes? Did you worry about eating? Sometimes, you know, you know, you didn't even know that you were poor when you were young growing up. Sometimes, you know, the government cheese was the thing. Hey, give me that little, give me that little, uh, I don't know what you call it, though, but it was kind of like a little a string, and you, and you cut that big block of cheese down. Bah! You grab that cheese, you're just like, <laughs> running around the house as a kid, and just, yo, can I get some toast? Give me some toast or, 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 or bread with mayonnaise on it with some cheese? Oh, man, I didn't even know. For dinner, we get some spam chunks and some, you know, some rice and eggs, you know. Yo, that was good. Oh, uh, there you go. I hit something. I hit something there. <laughs> some rice and eggs. Oh, man, that was good. I loved it. Throw a little salt on it. I'm losing myself here. I got to go back. <laughs> go this way. Oh, man. Where was I? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> anyways, the solution, not the pimple solution, but the solution was always there. Thank you. And so the thing is, is that when we're children, we never worried about nothing. But now God brings us back to a family when we become his children again. So we don't need to worry about what we're going to eat or drink. Our Heavenly Father knows what we have need before we even ask. He wants us to be free and enjoy life. Enjoy Him. Serve people. Build healthy families. And that's what it's about. So Zacchaeus is, he says, oh God, I'm going to. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to come down. I'm going to come. He, can, he comes. He hurries down the tree. He must have been desperate because he was a rich man, the Bible says. And, so, you know, you have skirts and all of that stuff back. And then you have to lift that up and climb a tree, you know. So I don't know how he climbed the tree. He must have been like his drawers out, climbing up the tree. And he, was, he must have been desperate for whatever reason he wanted to see Christ. And I tell you, if you can see Christ, whatever you're going through, then that's going to pierce through the situation. Because you behold what you, you become what you behold. And if you can see Christ in your situation, it's going to change the situation. So, so God st stands under there and says, come down. Zacchaeus comes down. And they start walking. The God says, Zacchaeus, you was wrong. Follow this. He didn't say any of that stuff. You know what he did? His ecclesia, his own origin. And his own person and who he was and who he knew he was as the Christ permeated the atmosphere and the presence. And Zacchaeus was, he was like, oh my gosh, this, is, this guy is real. This is real. This is so real. He said, God, you know what? I, if, if I've wronged anybody, I stole from anybody, I'll give him four times as much. I'll do everything. I, I, I'll get it right. I promise I'll get it right. I know I see you right now. This is so real. I know this is what I always needed. This is what I always wanted. This is the relationship, this love that I feel. I can't let this go. I'll let everything else go, but I'll, I, I'll hold on to you. I, I, I just tell me what to do. I, I, I'll, I'll do anything. So Zacchaeus had a change of heart and mind just by being in the presence of a king. The Basilia dunamis dripping all over him. 
That's the power of the righteousness of God on you. You don't have to go on your job. Baby girl, you know what? I rebuke that all day, and I rebuke this all day, and I rebuke that all day, and I rebuke this all day. I rebuke that. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Here's 400 scriptures. Read that, and baby, that would probably save your life. Instead of becoming the word. You see... The Bible says that Jesus was the word of God. That was his being. The Bible says that we are written epistles read by all men. The word is supposed to help us become the word. So that when we step in a job or a situation... We don't have to do all of that stuff. The reason why we do all of that stuff is mostly because there's a lot of unbelief. We don't want to get infected. We don't want, oh, I, I, you know what, I, I, I stay away from me over there. You know what I mean? You're sick, you're blowing your nose over there and all of that stuff. And we, it's, it's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that I dealt with in, in, in my life that I realized that was a lot of unbelief. I go in prayer closets and I'll be like, God, you know what, please, don't let this happen. Please don't let this happen. Meanwhile, it's my, my prayer of desperation and fear that's not moving God. It's the prayer of faith that moves God. If I can allow my agreement with the enemy to bring fear in my life, it shuts down my love walk with God and faith moves by love. And how am I supposed to change and move situations because I'm stuck in this fear? I'm learning that, you know what, I can't, I can't let, no matter what it is, love is in control. The power of righteousness, peace, and joy. Peace is in control. The Bible says when I feel that peace in me, it's declaring and speaking to me that I'm one with God in this very moment. I'm one with him. Wherever I walk, I feel peace. I'm one with him. I'm moving in oneness. I'm moving in oneness. Whenever the peace starts pulling away, oh, you know what? I start feeling a, 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 a little anxious because my boss is in the room. Or I, I felt that for so many years. And I tell you, that's kind of like a torment. Fearing man and fearing who they are in your life. Like if they have the ability to say yes and no and off with his head. We honored these men not too long ago. Who gave their lives for Christ. These Egyptian men. But I remember back in the days to be ordained into the ministry. They said, are you ready to give your life? Because it could cost you. And even in other countries, as you can see, it's still like that. If you're going to claim the cross of Christ, it could cost you your life in other, other places of the earth. And, I, and I, I heard this testimony that one kid. They, they invaded his village, and they became Christians over there. They said they wanted them to renounce Christ. And he took his arm, and they said, renounce Christ. So I, chopped his, I chopped his arm off. Renounce Christ, I said. Serve this other God. He said, I don't know this other God. He said, all I know is that I'm a soldier in the army of God. <laughs> you know what they did? They chopped his arm off. They grabbed his other arm and they said, are you ready now? Renounce him or lose your arm. He said, I don't know this other God, but I'm a soldier in the army of the living God. Chopped his other arm off. Long story short, precious story. They, they cut him and the bowels came out and the rest of the village and the kids just started screaming and running but then the dunamis showed up the Basilea kingdom royal rule showed up and everybody became invisible and all the terrorists were looking around like where are they where did these where, where all the other kids go where all the other kids go and they couldn't find them these kids ran in shark infested waters to get from one place to another and they didn't even not one got hurt you say, but why did the dunamis show at one point and didn't show up at another point? That's between God. 
But can I love my old life more than who I am in my new life? And realize that death is just passing from one place to another. Death can't even hold us. Death where is just thing. We can step from one place to another. Where is your thing? And so we carry a power of peace that melts and spills over another atmosphere, just like Neo when he was like, and the bullets came and they dropped because they guarded his heart and mind. Peace guard his heart and mind. Well, how about joy? How about joy? You don't got to joy the Lord by faith. These are real, real emotions you feel. I understand that I'm his joy. That's why I have joy. And that becomes my strength. So no matter what's going on in my life, trials and situations, that's why it says consider it all joy because I know I'm his joy and I'm going to see him show up in this trial no matter how long it takes. I'm his joy. I'm his baby boy. You his baby girl. This is, this is family. This is family. This is what it's all about, family. I like for uh, Jose and Lee to get ready. So I'm here to tell you whether you had a family or not. Now you do. We're going to stand with you, and we don't leave one behind. We don't leave none behind. Amen? Amen? So one thing I told you in the beginning of the sermon was that I had the answer. Now it's time not to face your books and juggle books and juggle this and juggle that like we lack something. All of that has its context in growing and maturing and having the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. You know, it's, it's, it's finding God in them and letting it direct us to God. But in this sense, we put that aside in this sense. We face him now. And we read him. Because it's all by the spirit it takes place. He said, how do I make the transition? It's in the spirit. It's not in your own actions. It's in the spirit. So Leah's going to sing a song to explain what's on her heart. Through it all. 
playing, keep playing that, keep playing that. Keep playing that melody. Maybe if you want to still sing along or hum or sing something, I'm going to close it up. A lot of the times we ask God, why, why? Why are you allowing this? And when I went to God with a complaint like that, he told me, but why are you allowing this? In other words, I have put in your hand devil-shaking power, yoke-destroying power. I have put in your hands an anointing that destroys every yoke and sets every captive free. Why are you complaining about this happening? How long are you going to allow rejection to keep in you being in your life? He puts the power back in your hands today. He puts the kingdom back in your hands. The kingdom of God is in your hands today. Whether it's a snowstorm, whether it's a hurricane, you speak to your mountains and it will move. Whether it's something in your life, whether it's a spiritual issue, whether it's night terrors in the night, you speak to your issue. For the finger of God, the Bible says, when he cast out spirits, it said that by the finger of God, know that the kingdom of God is coming here. The righteousness, the joy, and the peace of God is back in your life when I stand with you. The power is back in your hands. So if you're ready to let go what had hindered your power and not allowed you from fulfilling your destiny and fulfilling the full potential of the purpose in your life, if you're ready, then come down here and embrace the kingdom power because the power is no longer a thing. The power is a person. The power is a person. They said... Did you receive the Spirit since you believed? They said, we didn't even know that there was a such thing as the Spirit. And I'm here to tell you, the Spirit of love, power, and a sound mind is ready for you right now. It's time to give it up for the greater thing. It's time to sell everything for the greater kingdom. These kids are giving their arms for the kingdom, and we can't give up a cigarette. It's time, and I tell you, this is your time to face your God and to move in your power. It's time. Prayer team, can I have the prayer team up? Prayer team, the healing team, the prophetic team, all teams, the worship team, we're going to stand with you. We're going to speak into your life. We're going to shake foundations, and they're going to crack. Because God is rebuilding families tonight. If you don't have a family and you felt rejected. If you don't have a family and you felt like, even if you do have a family and you felt like your family was never there for you. We want to stand and apologize on behalf of, a, of, of bad parenting. On behalf of a father who was never there. On behalf of a mother who was never there. You had to be raised by your grandmother. You had to be raised by the system. But God is here to say that I'm raising you this day. And this day I call you by your name. And this day I declare that you are my babies.
so 